You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, I'm going to dive deeper into a framework that I introduced in last week's episode, and that is the neurological levels model developed by Robert Deltz. So if you missed last week's episode, feel free to go back and take a listen to that, Uh, although this can be done in any order, so you might want to continue listening and then go back. This is an incredibly important model to understand, which is why I'm going to go deeper into it today. I'm going to assume that you are not listening to me right now because you want to be a run-of-the-mill leader, right? You are probably called to show up as a leader who makes a positive difference to those in their teams and those they have influence with. So becoming that type of leader is not just about assuming a title or a role. I'm sure we can all think of leaders that we know that have the title, but don't live up to the name, right? So the journey to becoming an impactful leader is about a deep personal transformation that aligns your identity, beliefs, capabilities, and behaviors with that of a leader. So Let's dive in to the neurological levels model and talk about it in a little bit more detail. So I want you to picture this model as a six-story building. And at the ground floor, we have the environment. And this is where our actions are taking place, who we interact with and where we are physically right? So for example, are you working from a bustling office uh, where everyone is noisy and doing things around you? Or are you leading from home wearing your slippers with your business shirt so that you look good on a Zoom or Teams call? Uh, That may be me quite often. All right, let's take the elevator up to the second floor. And this is where we examine our behaviors. So the actions and reactions that make up our everyday life. Maybe you're someone who's always the first to step up when there's a problem. Or maybe you tend to hold back, preferring to listen and observe before you dive in. Okay, on up to the third floor where we find our capabilities. And this level is about the skills and strategies that we've developed over time. So it might be things like decision making, communication for impact, for example, or time management. What are your strengths when you think of your capabilities, your skills and strategies? And even what areas do you feel like you want to improve on as a leader? Often that's where we stop though, right? And again, if you didn't catch last week's episode, our traditional leadership courses are focused on generally on this level. So then we go up, though, to the fourth floor, which is our beliefs and our values. And this is the engine that drives us, the core beliefs and values that guide our decisions and our behaviors. So maybe you value authenticity and courage, striving to be a leader who shows up as her best self. Or perhaps for you, it's about empathy and connection 
and leading from a place of understanding and compassion. So it's going to be different for everyone. And then the penultimate flaw, the fifth, represents identity. And this is where we find our self-concept, that I am declarations that shape our perception of ourselves. And it's here that we truly embark on this journey of transformation rather than accepting a static identity. So rather than saying, yep, this is who I am, I can't change, we can recognize the fluidity of our sense of self and the potential for growth, right? If we have this growth mindset, we recognize that we are able to grow and we are able to change and our identity can change. Now, you may perceive yourself as a leader or a mentor or a team member. At the same time, your identity extends beyond your career, right? Your professional realm. You may also see yourself as a parent or a friend or a community activist or an entrepreneur. We are multifaceted beings and each identity facet contributing contributes to our unique dynamic blend of who we see ourselves as. Finally, we reach the top floor, which is the highest level of the building. And that is uh, what Robert Diltz calls spirituality. Now, this isn't necessarily about religion, although it could be if that's a central part of your life. But instead, it's about understanding your place in the larger scheme of things, that greater purpose or system that you connect with. So maybe you see your leadership role as a way to create a more inclusive, nurturing work environment. So sort of that's your bigger picture, your why, your purpose. Or perhaps for you, it's about your position to drive social change. Uh, And each one of us is going to have, you know, our own special why behind the bigger idea behind why we want to be a leader. So once we understand these neurological levels, we're armed with this sort of head-to-toe guide to our leadership adventure, right? We're talking everything from the down-to-earth details of our environment and our behaviors right up to our deepest-held beliefs and our bigger purpose. And hey, this is not a quest to fix ourselves, right? I know we often hear that we are broken, that we need to be Uh, you know, to get ourselves right for leadership, but we're not broken. We're what I like to call perfectly imperfect. And that is what it is to be human. This journey is about really diving deeper into our own unique leadership style and then appreciating the intricacies and embracing the nitty gritty. It's about understanding who we are and how we tick, and then being able to grow to become the leader that we want to be. Now, as I mentioned last week, when we talk about leadership development, and there is that focus on uh, altering our behaviors and improving our skills, so the second and third floor of the neurological levels model, and don't get me wrong, like I said last week, these are essential steps to grow as a leader. However, they might not be the best starting point. Imagine if you've got a a river flowing and you're trying to change the course of a river by altering its banks, right? You might manage to redirect it for a while, 
maybe even a decade, but it probably takes constant work and maintenance. I've seen this in in action with riverbanks. Uh, On the other hand, if you were to shift its source, where the river has started its very identity, then the river will naturally flow along a new course. So if the river's coming from a mountain and there's an avalanche and, you know, all of the mountain shifts completely, the river's going to change course naturally. And this is why I urge you to start from the top and work your way down. Begin by considering your bigger purpose and then looking at your identity as a leader. What kind of leader do you want to be? Do you want to be authentic, empathetic, adaptive? Now hold that vision in your mind. See yourself as that leader. Feel that in your bones and make it a part of your I am statements. And then this shift in identity creates this ripple effect through the other levels. So your values and beliefs align to support this new identity. For instance, if you see yourself as an empathetic leader, you might start to value connection and understanding others more deeply. And then these beliefs shape your capabilities. So as an empathetic leader, you could be more inclined to develop your listening skills or learn more about emotional intelligence and how you can develop that. Consequently, these capabilities these uh, that you've enhanced, that you've become better at, then influence your behaviors. So maybe you find yourself being more patient in your interactions with others or more attuned to your team's emotional state because you've got better at the skills, your behaviors change. And then finally, these behaviors show up in your environment. So the way you lead meetings, the atmosphere in your team, or even the connections you form will up-level. And that shift has come full circle, all from changing the source, the, the why and the identity at the top. And this is why I personally think of leading from the inside out, right? It's about defining who you want to be as a leader and then aligning everything else to support that vision, Now, it's not an overnight process, (laughs) uh, but the result is it's more authentic. It is aligned. There is an ease to it. Leadership becomes easier. It's not trying to remember the steps and the frameworks and the models. And it is more sustainable. It, It becomes a part of who you are. So my question for you, my dear listener, is what kind of leader do you want to be? And if you need to pause here and think about that for a while, take your time. I will wait. All right. So if you've done that, or if not, let's move on. Let's take a deeper dive into this aspect of shifting our identity, because it isn't just about stating I am a leader and then expecting all your other neurological levels to fall into line. It is about truly embodying and living out that leadership identity. So as I mentioned Identity is one of our deepest neurological levels, and it's closely tied to our sense of self. 
According to Robert Deltz, who created this framework, changes at this level often come from significant life experiences. So it might be personal crises. uh, It might be, you know, you suddenly have been told that you don't have a job anymore. Um, It might be a impending divorce. Uh, It might be the death of a loved one. Uh, Or it can come from conscious effort towards self-improvement. So in the context of leadership, this could involve a moment of realization from you about the impact you wish to have as a leader and the type of leader you aspire to be or the legacy that you want to leave behind. Now, unfortunately, these insightful moments alone aren't enough, right? So they might spark the desire for change. But embodying a new identity is a process that requires continual commitment and action. And a lot of it starts with this process of self-reflection, introspection, asking yourself questions like, what core values do I want to embody as a leader? Or how do I wish to influence others? Or maybe I wish to influence the environment or the organization around me. What personal strengths can I leverage to support this new leadership identity? And then what new behaviors and skills do I need to develop to truly live this identity? And these questions enable a deep exploration of your identity, right? Who you are becoming uh, and form the basis of your transformation. They're not just theoretical. They are crucial stepping stones in the journey to aligning your lower neurological level so your beliefs your capabilities the behaviors and environment with your leadership identity it is a deeply personal and profound transformation i have been through it and and i'm still going through it it is a journey and it really demands this genuine alignment of all aspects of your being to the leader you aspire to be. That's why I say it's not about doing leadership, it's about being a leader from the inside out. So now that you've sort of defined and started to embody your leadership identity, the journey then continues with examining your beliefs and values. And remember, these elements really act as the backbone to your identity. They provide the the why behind what you do and who you are. aligned with the purpose which also provides the why behind what you do and who you are beliefs and values are powerful drivers of behavior and they're not fixed i think often we think our beliefs and values are fixed but they are not they are formed over time they are influenced by our experiences our cultures our the environments that we grow up in and they can be changed. They, the ones that we have now shape our perception of ourselves, of others. They shape our perception of the world, the entire world around us and how we see that. Uh, and I did a whole episode on values that you can go back and take a listen to. Uh, that is in season one, episode eight. And I will drop the link for that in the show notes as well. But for now, let's say, for example... You've decided to embrace an identity as a compassionate leader. And then you say, well, do my current beliefs and values support this identity? 
And you might believe that people are inherently good and deserving of empathy. That might be a belief that you hold. You might value right now patience, understanding, and open communication. And so then the values and beliefs that you have now naturally align with your chosen identity. But what if you have beliefs that don't align? So what if you hold a belief that being vulnerable is a sign of weakness? It's perfectly normal belief in this day and age, right? It might have been a useful belief in the past, or it might have been instilled in you through societal norms, but it doesn't fit with your new leadership identity. So as a compassionate leader, you understand that vulnerability is a strength. And that allows for genuine connections and fosters trust. So when we're out of alignment, this is where conscious introspection and effort come into play. So if you encounter beliefs and values that aren't supportive of your chosen identity, it's really important to challenge them and to reassess them. Uh, And in line with the Her Leadership Way Manifesto, you want to give yourself grace during this process because it's not easy. Changing long-held beliefs can be really tricky uh, and sometimes quite triggering. But remember, your identity as a leader is not just about doing, it is also about being. And that often requires, in fact, I'm going to, to hazard, always requires some unlearning, learning, and relearning. Now keep in mind that this is not about discarding your entire belief system or compromising on your genuine self. That is not what I'm talking about. It is about refining your beliefs and values so that they align with your leadership identity to create this more integrated, authentic self. A self that's not only comfortable in a leadership role, but thrives in it, in a really authentic and effective way. Now, from there, you would work into evaluating your capabilities. So they might range from your ability to communicate effectively, make decisions under pressure, to manage and delegate tasks. It's not just about having these capabilities, it's about refining them and growing them to match the leader you want to be. And then finally, from there, you would look at your behaviors. So we need to remember that our actions speak louder than words. And I think this is something that many leaders have forgotten. Uh, We say the right things, but we're not doing them them ourselves. Uh, You know, we might be saying, oh, my goodness, yes, work-life balance, so important. Yes, absolutely leave on time today. And then we're not leaving on time today and... We're looking at them going, why are you leaving on time today? Uh, Maybe a little bit of judgment coming in there, right? So the way you behave and the habits you cultivate on a day-to-day basis reflect your identity as a leader. People are looking at you and to you for how they should behave and how they might one day become a leader. So it's about making leadership a part of your life. And look, I know all of this can feel a little bit challenging, maybe overwhelming. Uh, The thought of doing this by yourself can be a little bit daunting. And I want to let you know you are not alone. We have the Accelerate Your Leadership Academy and it provides the resources and community 
to support you in this journey. It is specifically designed to guide and support you through these processes. Um, so I do want to let you know that as this podcast drops, it is uh, the doors are open for the Academy for just four more days. So please head to herleadershipway.com forward slash Ayla Info. That is A-Y-L-A-I-N-F-O. Um, Ayla being the, the nice, sweet version of Accelerate Your Leadership Academy uh, and info short for information. Head there to find out more details and join the Academy uh, and you are going to find that we will help you through this process and you will be joining some amazing, uh, amazing community that will also be there for you along the journey. If you are not listening to this in time, head along to that page anyway. You can join the waitlist so that you don't miss out next time. All right. Thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue the conversation about leadership, identity, values, behavior, skills, capabilities, whatever you want to talk about, come and join us in the Woman in Leadership Facebook group. I do also want to let you know that some of this podcast was created with the assistance of artificial intelligence. Now, the ideas, examples, the language is all still mine. However, I do occasionally get help with things like editing the audio, writing my show notes, because it saves me time. And that is very helpful for me as a busy entrepreneur and career woman. Now, as a leader, again, I encourage you to experiment with artificial intelligence, chat GPT, whatever you can find in this space because it is not going away and it will revolutionize the way we work. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others who you see as a leader and let them know I'm sharing this with you because I see you as a leader. And we would also love if you could rate the show and leave a review because that helps others who might be searching for something like this to find the show. And I would really appreciate it. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way. <laughs>